Welcome to this Ocean Life podcast, episode number 55. I'm your host, Josh Peterson. Today's episode, we speak with Ted Harty, a man dedicated to helping freedivers around the world stay safe and enjoy this great sport of freediving. Ted takes us through leaving his 9-to-5 corporate job for a life of scuba diving in the Florida Keys and then ultimately finding his passion for freediving. We hear of Ted's pursuit to improve his own freediving skills, training with some of the best in the world, and becoming a highly successful competitive freediver himself, where he set a U.S. national record for dynamic apnea. Along the way, Ted became the U.S. national freediving coach and found another passion for helping others to be safe in the water while holding their breath. Ted takes us through his approach to developing his immersion freediving training program that provides both in-water and online components intended to educate divers anywhere on how to dive safe. Ted also shares the recent launch of freedivingsafety.com, an amazing online resource of information for all freedivers. So now if you listen to this and get fired up on either jumping in the water and becoming a freediver yourself or extending and getting better with your own skills, definitely go check Ted out, immersionfreediving.com. He's been gracious enough to give us a really nice um, discount on his online courses. There's a coupon code, Ocean Life. Entered in there, a lot of free resources. Check it out. I've just started doing it with my own self and my family just to get better in the water and, and be more safe. So thanks again for being here. Thanks for supporting the podcast. Now let's get into the ocean life of Ted Hardy. Uh, hey Ted, man, welcome to the show today. I'm excited to I'm excited to be on the show. Yeah, no, I appreciate you making time and everything. You know, one of your uh, I've been looking so much about you and your past, and you've got a great website and uh, Instagram is always super helpful. But uh, one of the stories or one aspect of your story, and we're going to talk about the whole thing, is I love the. The I traded in my suit and tie for like, you know, mask and mask and, you know, fins or a wetsuit, you know, and just sort of ejected out of the normal nine to five life that a lot of us, you know, have the desk for something different, you know. So, uh, so I I'm, I'm, can't wait to hear about that amongst all the other cool diving stuff you've been up to, man. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was definitely uh, an interesting <laughs> transition. So, I mean, you know, I was wearing a suit and tie working in Atlanta, working in, uh, uh, for, for Bell South, I was working in sales, but, um, you know, it took a little bit, but eventually I ended up down in the keys and I was, uh, working as a, as a dive instructor. So it was funny. So like my, you know, everyone in my family, you know, they all wear suit and tie, they, you know, their business, you know, every, you know, you climb the corporate ladder. Yeah. And so when I left, you know, it was like, you know, like, Oh, like you're going to, okay. Like, that's kind of weird, but you know, like, <laughs> all right. So you've been down there for a couple months. Are you, you coming back? And I'm like, no, I'm not coming back. I went to the scuba instructor program. Like I'm teaching scuba. And then it was like six months later. They're like, all right. So that's fun. Right. You coming back? I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not coming back. I'm a dive instructor. This is what I'm doing. And then, you know, and then after, you know, maybe a year and a half or something, you know, I was, I was managing the shop. And so then it was, Oh yeah. Our son manages a retail establishment <laughs> down in the, Florida Keys, and then so it was maybe a little okay, and then I started teaching freediving, and they're like, "Wait a minute, you you, wait, wait, you do the same thing you used to do, but now you can't breathe." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, yeah, that's one way to look at it." And yeah. then I started immersion freediving, and then it was not successful at all, and and then you know now everything's working, and it's like, "Oh yeah, he's an entrepreneur down in South Florida." <laughs> Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, they're they're proud of you nonetheless. I'm sure after yeah. all the you know, all the cool things you've been doing. But what was that in that kind of impetus, man? Like that t- in 2005 ish when you you made that decision to go down to South Florida and, and 
become an instructor? Like, where'd that come from? Was it a lifelong dream or, or talk about that? No, no, it was, I was, it was, you know, I started scuba diving. I loved it. I mean, it's pretty simple. I yeah. got suckered in by the, you know, live the dream, beers yeah. and bikinis, paychecks and paradise. I mean, yeah. I loved when I got to go down scuba diving. And, you know, my favorite dive shop was like, yeah, you become a scuba diver. Like, we're hiring you immediately. I'm like, really? I could, like, I could come do this? And so yeah. it was, you know, it was, it was awesome. I mean, like, I mean, like any scuba diver, I was super excited. Every time I went, I loved and just the chance that there was a way that I could do that yeah and you know it was very very appealing to me and obviously i i did it and then once i started doing and i found out that uh, i really enjoy teaching right uh, and that was for me kind of the thing that made it stick you know i mean i enjoyed everything but i really really enjoyed teaching and it was something that i enjoyed getting better at as i, as I was down there yeah that's cool man because and did you you said you realized how much you enjoyed teaching when you started doing the scuba instructing i mean did you kind of know you liked teaching in your your former life or really when it was in no, scuba instructing not not really yeah um so it was all kind of a, a new new kind of thing yeah, and yeah. I was lucky to work in a, in, a, in a dive shop that where I was surrounded by people who had, uh, you know, a lot of experience, and so I pestered them with the bazillion questions and bought them beers and drove them crazy and, you know, tried to, you know, <laughs> extract as much as I could from them while I was learning and new. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. That's always one thing I've kind of admired folks who do instruct because. I mean, I'll put myself kind of on the other end of the spectrum, or maybe a little bit in between. Like I, I'm down teaching my kids and sort of friends how to surf and dive. Like, I love doing that. But there's also like a bit more of like a selfish aspect where I see people take like classes out to go dive or surf. And it's like, man, six people and the water's epic. And maybe it's just a great day. And you, all you want to do is be by yourself doing your own thing, you know? So, but when you spend so much time and focus and energy, and I've had great instructors, have had okay-ish instructors. And the great ones are the ones I think like you who, who are all in, you know, body and soul and mind into yeah. helping these, these people out. You know, I think that's really cool. Yeah. It is something that's hard to, it's hard to fake it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Not, not for any long period of time. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Okay. So you eject out of Atlanta, you end up in Florida Keys, you are just instructing, you're doing scuba, you're doing all that. And then at some point you did a free dive or how did you then make that transition? Talk about the early part, the early kind of times of transitioning into free diving. Oh, I remember very clearly. I remember my first free dive and it, it went like this the day before I saw my first free diver. Now, obviously as a scuba instructor, I knew what free diving was, yeah. but I had never seen free divers, huh. right? Like they came on the boat and they got camo wetsuits and they got these crazy long fins <laughs> and they tiny ass. And I'm kind of like, oh, that's cool. I guess, you know, whatever. You know, I take them, I dump them off in some burrow reef, you know, it's 20 foot of water there. And, you know, I'm not really paying that much attention. And all yeah. of a sudden I'm, you know, I'm like, that guy's, they're down there a really long time. So then I'm getting my stopwatch and I'm like, all right, well, how, a minute and a half, a minute, you know, a minute four, I'm like, holy cow. I can't believe how long they're down there. And I'm like, maybe they got like a spare air or something. And I just, you know, I had just never seen it. Yeah. And I was like, wow. And so the next day uh, I told the captain, I said, Hey, I'm going to get these. Uh, once I get everyone off the boat, like I'm going to do some free diving. He's like, yeah, that's cool. 
And so I free dive down a sombrero. So this is a dive site that I've literally done. I've done this spot 500 times. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, and so I to say, I know how the fish interact is an understatement. Like I know what they <laughs> yeah. act like around them. I mean, I know where, you know, certain fish are in certain areas. But anyway, oh, yeah. so I go down and, and I'm immediately noticed that fish are interacting differently. Yeah. Like the little blinnies yeah. are actually all the way out of the hole huh. because I'm just a big fish. Whereas that we're in scuba, like they're all tucked in there. Oh yeah. Oh, You're a big loud you, thing. You to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it takes a little bit of time for they come out. So I'm like, I mean, I make this, you know, realization in like 10, 15 seconds. I'm like, wow, this is like, this is awesome. This is really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you gotta go back fly up. Fly to the surface. <laughs> and I fly to the surface. I'm yeah, they're like maybe 20, 25 seconds. And I did have contractions and I fly to the surface and I think, <laughs> this is the dumbest sport, right? <laughs> Just wear a tank and stay down for an hour. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. and that was it. Right. No more free diving. Like totally dismissed, totally done. Yeah, tried it. Uh, Thank you. That's enough. Yeah. And you know, the issue is you just can't get away from free diving if you're working as a dive instructor in a dive boat, right? The captain yeah. needs the anchor stuck or hey, that you know, that person dropped their weight belt. Right. Do I really want to like so you know, just from the job you you end up having to do a little free diving. You know, we would have to jump off the boat and free dive and clip to it. There was a barrel that was twenty feet underwater, so we would have to like, you yeah. know, jump off and free dive. And so, you know, you just kind of have to do it. But um yeah, so I, I was not any good at it. Um I I, I started trying to get better at it and ask the captains and they would give me a, I, I actually, a lot of the examples I use in class were from all the things that I did wrong. Yeah. The yep. Yep. Telling <laughs> me to do all these drills and training and it was all completely great. So this is ridiculous. Right. So this is what the captain told me. I said, look, I can't, I, I you know, I, I can't hold my breath at all underwater. I mean, I just no good at it. He's like, Oh, well, you just got to practice holding your breath underwater. Like, <laughs> that makes sense. Right. I get it. So huh. <laughs> we could be in 20, 20 foot of water. And he's like, yeah, just, you know, go down to the bottom and, you know, like, we'll just put a downline for you and just practice holding your breath underwater. And so, you know, I'm wearing, you know, stupid amount of weight, 12, yeah. you know, amount of weight. Right. And I'm doing the underwater static breath holds by myself, <laughs> you know, at 20 foot underwater. Yeah. And I was a stopwatch. And, like, <laughs> and so what I would do is I would, I would come back up. I'm like, wow, that was a minute. I'd walk into the dive shop and I'd write Ted one minute. The next dive master would come in. It's like, oh yeah, what? No, no, I, no, I beat that. No problem, right? So they're down there, underwater statics, oh, overwatching, watching them. Come back the <laughs> next day, Ted, one minute, one oh seven. Now John's the king, and I come back. And I'm like, oh, so we were competing. Oh wow, in this way, right? By the time I took my first free diving course, it was at two fifteen. Yeah. Oh jeez. If I had not taken that free diving course, no question about it. Yeah. One of us would have died out there. Yeah. No question. Because we were not gonna get beat. Right. Oh jeez. I, I had I had no understanding of black I mean I, not that I I just it wasn't even on my mind. Yeah. And yeah. so one of the things I always talk about is you know, I was a freediving instructor. I knew more about physics and physiology than the average Joe, and I was incredibly safety conscious and an instructor i mean annoyingly so yeah yeah and here i was actively trying to kill myself as a free diver and was like not even remotely on my radar yeah you just didn't know yeah yeah 
crazy. And here you guys were trying to one up each other and just basically escalation every dime. Like you said, yeah. you're, you're eking towards the point of something really bad happening. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, what I mean, and you know, I'm down there holding my breath, looking at my stopwatch, massive contractions. I'm just like, I can't go up until I beat whatever the guy's time right, was. Right, right, and, right. You know, I mean, I see some of those stories. It's like, I probably shouldn't say stories like this because it makes me come across <laughs> really stupid. But um, we've all but, done you know, it. It's, 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 you know, I, yeah, I mean, you know, we have similar stories. I mean, I, you know, I had a loss of motor control uh, before I took a free diving class. I thought I was low on blood sugar. I just dismissed the whole thing. I mean, there's yeah. just so much stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I took my course with performance free diving. Um, and what prompted it. that? Uh, like, why did you, what, what made you go, you know what, I'm going to understand this and learn this and actually maybe not get good. Maybe that was your goal, but maybe just get safe. You know, what was your kind of driving force for taking the, the PFI class? Yeah, so it, it was it was this, right? So Kurt goes around the room and asks why you're here, right? And the, you know, the the typical answer is you know, deeper, bigger fish, deeper, bigger fish, deeper, bigger fish, yeah. deeper, bigger fish, right? And he's like, well, why are you here? And I'm like, because I work in the Florida Keys, uh, and you know, every year there's these you know fatalities from free diving, and they always say the same thing. But he was such a good diver, right? And I'm like, I just started getting into free diving, and it's pretty simple. I don't want to die free diving. And he was like, that's a good answer. <laughs> right? And so that was it. I didn't know anything about free diving. I knew, I knew because I worked in the dive industry, you know, you hear about fatalities, right? I mean, yeah, and sure. I, you know, I was, you know, there was a, a guy in Marathon, and, and people were, you know, we were all going out on the boats and trying to look for the, yeah, I mean, oh, so like, I heard all that stuff, and it was always, but he was such a good diver. He'd been diving for 20 years and he was very safe and all this stuff. Right. And so I just wanted to, to learn that stuff. And then I, you know, I took the class and I was blown away right. by all the things that I didn't know that I was doing unsafely. And there was this phys this physiology and dive reflex and spleen contracting and mm. training. And I was just like, holy cow. Yeah. Like this is crazy. I had no idea. You know, I thought it was just, you know, hold your breath and kick. Yeah. <laughs> Come up when you when you need some air. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. So it was, uh, yeah. It was an eye-opening experience for sure. Wow. So then once you went through that class um, and you realized now how to be safe and or not be as dangerous and actually do the, the right things the right way and everything – did you start diving more? I mean, were you still doing all the scuba stuff and free diving on the side? Or did you kind of start to just get more interested in free diving because now you understood it and you felt more confident in the water? Oh, after that class, it was clear as day. Like yeah. I, I am always obsessed about something. It's mm. the way my personality is. Yep. And I was obsessed about scuba diving. I, then, and then, then I became ex obsessed about instructing, becoming better at instructing. And then once I did that free diving class, obsession was free diving. Scuba diving was my job. Yep. That's what I did. And then when I got off work and I had a day off work, free diving, free diving, free diving. Yeah. There's training. I was going on the boat. I was going spear fishing. You know, when's the next, what's the next level? What's the next thing? How yeah. can I, you know, what's the, and you know, so sure enough, uh, you know, at the time there was no, uh, you know, it was basically just Kirk and Mandy running these free diving courses and 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 then uh, I guess it was a year later they offered their first like official instructor program. 
Yeah. And so I'm like, sign me up. Like yeah. it wasn't like I was, I went from being like a stockbroker to, I mean, I was already a scuba instructor. I was already made the, you know, yeah. the, the shift. Right. And so I'm like, yeah, I like this better than anyway. So of course I'll do it. Yeah. Right. And so I, you know, I went down there to the instructor program. Uh, I think there was seven or eight of us in the class. Two of us passed, uh, you know, they hired, hired us on the spot. And then that was it. Then uh, I was in Fort Lauderdale working for them. And then basically it was, you know, the PFI Roadshow. Basically, back then, every weekend, PFI would teach an intermediate class somewhere. So we do one in, you know, Key West, and then we do one in, in, in Miami, and then Fort Lauderdale, and then, you know, somewhere in Virginia, and then we go to California, and yeah. then Hawaii. So basically, every weekend, I was, you know, you know, flying around with, with them. And it was amazing because, you know, I got to learn from Kirk and Mandy. So Kirk, yeah. you know, this guy that, that, that started performance freediving and he deserves so much credit because mm. he, in my opinion, created the freediving industry, the freediving educational industry wow. as it exists today, because most freediving classes, you know, in any continent you're teaching, you know, you're, you're learning stuff that he, that he developed. Right. right? right. And so it was great, great to learn from him, wow. watch him, you know, I have video recordings of his teachings and audio recordings. I and mean, I was trying to do everything I could to just do whatever the hell he did. Yeah, that's awesome. So as you're t you know, yeah. tied to that, but also just in general, you know, as you're spending so much time, as you mentioned, every weekend you're, for a while there, you guys are giving training. Um, as you're that repetition of how you are teaching others, does that kind of help you, I wouldn't say up your own game, but does it help? How, how does it impact your own abilities or skill or knowledge when you go through that just highly repetitive act of teaching others? Like, did you notice a change or an improvement in your own diving after doing all that training? Or oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, of course. I mean, so for sure it helps. And then there's the other thing that's really interesting about free diving is this idea of your physiology, right? Yeah. Your physiology has to be a certain way, uh, has to be adapted enough to teach these classes. And so what happened is when I started, oh. I could not keep up with Kirk and Mandy, right? So you have to understand, like I was a scuba instructor. I mean, I was a you know 230 pound overweight, out of shape scuba instructor. I was very good at teaching at the time. Yeah. And so I was great in the classroom. I was great in the pool. And then, they take me out to the ocean. You have to understand back then there was no, there was only one class. It was the intermediate class. So mm. we're taking guys, you know, hundred, 130 foot dives. Right now it wasn't that I couldn't do a hundred or 130 foot dive. What I couldn't do was do a hundred foot dive, come up and say, all right, so here's what you did wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. Listen to this. So you need to go back <laughs> over here and then you're coming up. Now remember the last guy, remember the last time you did this, you did everything good. We had your store phones, but don't think yeah. you're store phones. So here we go. We're going to go again. <laughs> so what happened to me is if you were in my early classes, you'd come up from the dive and I'd go, all right, so yeah. Yeah. Right, so that, looks, that looks pretty good. But you, you definitely gotta, you gotta stop with the, the head. So yeah, so you're gonna go over here and the next guy come up and they're looking at me and they're like, are like, let's go. And I'm like, look, I'm not Kirk. Like I need a minute. Yeah. You know what? In fact, I might need three or four minutes. Yeah, to get to some water. Here, water break. Right? And yeah, yeah and, and so the what happened is my my dive reflex, I didn't have the capacity. And so what I, you know, saw over the years, uh, was that, you know, it's just incredible how that makes you, uh, you know, be able to do the things that would be not just me. I mean, any free diving instructors out there teaching all the time, yeah. uh, it, it's, it's, and it's completely separate from your actual fitness or, right. you know, what I'm going to your normal fitness, right? Yeah. I mean, 
you know, I've had, you know, I've had ultra marathon people at home and I've had Ben Greenfield in the class and right, you know, these guys are some of the fittest people on the planet. Right. And I remember years ago, this was when I was had just, uh, maybe I, maybe it was a year after I'd been there for a year, but I was still, you know, I was still a big guy. Yeah. And you know, there were these four ultra marathon guys and you know, they were like, but, but how, like, <laughs> how they're like you're you're, you're fat like, I'm like, I'm like yeah and i can free dive circles around you because it's not just you know it's not just your resting heart rate right, right. i mean it's yeah. you know it's a lot of things right it's your technique it's your form it's your dive reflex all these other things so it's um teaching a lot or anyone that gets in the water a lot gets that i mean that's yeah. why you know there's right. spearfishers that i know that you know they've never taken a free diving class but they're rock star free divers why because they're out, you know, All three, time. four times uh, every every week, yeah. and you know, I might see a video of them, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I, you know we can clean up some technique that this would be some pretty big improvements, but they're like, what, what doesn't matter because their yeah. dive reflex is so strong that right. they're able to, you know, do really well. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. So you're, so you, you yourself are spending all this time in the water. You're noticing your own improvement, you know, physically and, and just understanding where your body's at as you're instructing. So then at what point, so during that time, you also started doing some competitive free diving. So how did that, how did you get into that originally? Yeah. So I, I started, immersion free diving in 2011 and you know at the time there really wasn't there were basically two choices if you want to take a free diving class you went to pfi right and learn from kirk or you went to martin uh who ran fi right and so those were you know those were the two agencies and those agencies basically were the only two instructors yeah. right so now there's you know Hundred, there's you know, there's tons of PFI instructors. There's tons of FI instructors. But back then, it was like there was like yeah. you could learn from Kirk, right. you could learn from Martin. Why would you learn from this Ted? Like who the hell is Ted? Yeah. I've never even heard of this guy, <laughs> right? And so I was like, okay, now this wasn't the sole reason. I was interested in competitive free diving. Um, I went to my first competition in 2009, and I was again. It was you know I just transitioned from scuba instructor. I just finished my instructor program, and I went from uh, you know 80. 80 foot to 177 feet in three weeks. And that's yeah. as an out of scuba instructor. Wow. That's amazing. So then I was like, you know, how could I do if I actually trained yeah. and what, you know, if I, if I actually knew what I was doing. And so then I really started trying to, you know, train and do all the things that I had learned about through my, you know, going through the instructor program and teaching and Kirk and Mandy and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so then that was the new obsession was right. training. Right. Right. So, you know, and I, I personally liked it because, you know, I'm very numbers oriented and goal oriented. And I like the fact that, you know, I, I could only go this deep yeah. and then I would do training and I could go a little bit deeper. I could only hold my breath for, you know, five minutes, but then I do some training and I'm, I can do like five fifteen actually pretty easily. And yeah. then I train some more than I can do. So right. that sort of thing was, was interesting. Um, and so and, and then there was, you know, there's no doubt about it. Part of it was, I'm like, all right, I'm trying to make this business work. And who the, why would anyone want to take a course from me? And so I, I look at all the U.S. records. I see which one I think is the easiest one to, to go for. And yeah. That's the one I look for, right? And so I went to the, the I went to Italy, um, the Pool World Championships, and was able to break the, back then it was the longest standing U.S. freediving record. And so I was able to do that. Nice. Uh, and that definitely uh, helped with uh 
the business. And it's yeah. stupid because it has like, you know, I used to, you know, I joke about it now. Like the fact that I swam a long way, you know, one, one breath in a pool in Italy has nothing to do with how I teach my freediving class. In fact, I don't even <laughs> teach what I was doing the thing in. But yeah. you know, I mean, that's the way people are. Like, yeah, oh, that's record. right. He must, be, he must be legit. Yep. Uh, that's so, right. you know, that, you know, it was, it, I mean, the main thing was I enjoyed competing, but also, you know, there's a, there's a, not doing very well business person. I was trying to figure out anything I could do. <laughs> Got to put your yeah. yeah, how to get yourself on the map, man, and start getting some recognition and then, you know, grow from there. Yeah. So, so it, uh, it was, people always ask, well, what was it like to break the U.S. freediving record? And I'd say, well, it's, it's great. Like, you know, back then, which was 2011, I guess. Yeah. Uh, like eight people on Facebook went, yay, Ted. <laughs> you know, now, now, if you break a U.S. freediving record, like about fifty people go, yay! Yeah, that's right, that's so. right. It's still relatively fringe, and <laughs> even more so back yes. then. So then, how did you, yeah. you? You said you looked at the records as they stood, the U.S. national records, and you picked this dynamic apnea to go after. Did yeah. you? How did that? The preparation for that discipline. Did that differ from like your normal training uh, that you were doing or did you have to do something different? Because dynamic means you're kicking, right? So it's not just I'm holding my breath and maybe going straight down. I'm actually expending a lot of energy and you know raising the CO2 in my body. So was it a different type of training you had to do for that discipline than what you're used to? Yeah, with all the yeah for sure. One, yeah. What the, yeah, the one thing that was also that made it a little bit easier is you know all you need to do dynamic training is a pool mm. and a buddy that you trust. Yep. Right. So it's, it's, it's easy to find, you know, the pools, you know, the pools only five foot deep right now, if I was training to, let's say to break a U.S. constant rate, well, you know, a depth record, which back then, I don't know, maybe it was 80, 90 meters. I don't know what it was back then, but let's call it 80 meters. There's not many people in South Florida that I trust yeah. that when I need to, if I'm training, let's say I need to go dive in three, four days a week. I mean, like, you know, how many people in South Florida, can I trust to do that? And then how many people are available to go Tuesday afternoon? Thursday? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> the pool, it's five foot deep, right? It's easier, you know, I, I don't, it's not an all day thing. So it's, it's just easier to, to yeah, train for get it. Uh, than, than, than depth if you want to get serious about it. And that's why, you know, you see a lot of people that are doing depth training, they travel to places, right? Where right. it's, you know, super easy for them to do it. Uh, but you know, I didn't have that option. So pool, pool is a lot, it's a lot easier to train in the pool, assuming you have a, a good buddy to train with. Yeah. Yeah. I got it, man. That's cool. So then you also did, so you, you broke the record and then you went ahead and talk about this. You said then in, uh, in 2011, you competed against William Trubridge, who was kind of, well, I would say like a complete legend of the sport. Um, talk about that. Was that a different event or a different, um, competition? Yeah. So, so what happened is, I actually, by I don't know how this happened, I made it to the finals in the in the in the, in the world championship, which is really <laughs> odd. And so, you know, I'm like, you know, I can't believe it. I'm at the finals of the world championships, and so they and then so they were doing them head to head, right? And so here I am, head to head against William Trubridge, you know, arguably the best free diver, yeah, ever. And <laughs> and so so it, now, granted, he was super nice. He had uh, he was very helpful with me leading up to. Uh, before I broke the record, he was watching me do stuff and was basically, you know, like you're, you're being an idiot. You shouldn't do this and right. don't do this. And so I was new I and mean, I was like, absolutely. Right. So I loved going to these events because now I am no longer 
the instructor. Yeah. Now I'm the lowest guy on the totem pole cool. and I'm running around asking these people, asking as many questions as they will tolerate, right? Like, well, why do you do that? How did I do that? Why did you train it? Why is what I'm doing wrong? Right. Yeah. So he was very, very, very helpful with me. Uh, and ended up, I mean, we became friends and I ended up going down and taking some courses from him. But anyway, um, so we go to the world, we go to the finals and I, it's unfortunate. I cannot find this anymore, but there is a video this was actually broadcast on live, uh, you know, on TV there because it's like a big deal. Right? Oh, yeah. Freedom is a sport over there. Like, yeah, true. You know, they get pictures from the autographs and their favorite athletes, all this sort of stuff. So anyway, there is a uh, – I, I didn't see it till maybe six or eight months after it. But there's, uh, uh, you know, an announcer and he's like, we have – uh, we have Ted Hardy, the American versus William Trubridge. And <laughs> they are starting off and, and just, oh, you just look at it. His, his form is just amazing in the water. His technique is perfect. <laughs> and you see his monofin, and it is so, this is just perfect technique. And the American <laughs> is, how should we say, using his knees. And so you can see <laughs> William turn, just beautiful turn, beautiful turn. So, so, so good. And see, the American is, oh, he's already up. The American is up, but William is still going. Yeah. William is still going. You know, he's 150 and he's turning. His turn is beautiful. The American is leaving. He's stepping out of the pool. Yeah. And William is still going. And I'm just like waiting for him to say, the American is eating a cheese. Yeah, but totally. I mean, it was uh, so. Anyway, I can say that uh, I went head to head against the best free ever in the world, and not surprisingly, got my ass kicked. So. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely worth claiming, man. Just the the fact that yeah. you made it to that far. Uh, I'm sure there was a ton of other great athletes, and that's pretty cool. <laughs> really cool. Yeah, it, was, it was that was. Uh, I, I, I can't imagine ever having that happen again. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> um, and then so you kept staying in the comp competitive world. You became a team captain of USA Freediving. How'd that come about? Um, yeah, so I was still, um, you know, as was 2012, but I was still interested in competing. And uh, I, you know, at that point, I had a couple years of good experience. So, you know, they, you know, it's just always helpful to have someone there that's had experience to, you know, kind of help everyone else out. But uh, that was cool. I went to the world championships and, and Nice, France, and uh, it was it was a blast. I mean, again, once again, you know, here I am, you know, surrounded by the you know world's best, and so I'm, you know, I made a lot of friends there with a lot of the athletes. Uh, you know, Alexi, he's super cool, uh, and, and you know, I'm just running around being a complete nerd and asking just questions to anyone who will answer them right, about right. what they're doing and training, and so it's neat because you know everyone you know does things differently. There's no yeah. one right way to do things, and as an instructor. It's it's in my interest to learn a lot of different things so that I can then myself, you know, adapt and change. Right. Like yeah. I take the things that I like that other instructors do and, you know, or other athletes do and the things that I don't like. I'm like, that's stupid. I'm not going to do that. Right. Uh, so it's it's uh, it's it's very, very helpful for me. Yeah, that's cool. And there seems to be, too. And, and I'm not. I mean, I have some friends here who I've freed. I have spearfish with. And I'm, by no means do I have like a, an extended network. But just from reading reading and talking with folks and just you know looking at youtube and just everything i've looking about free diving competitions and just guys jumping off the shore to dive there's this kind of um I don't know. It's kind of like a unifying. We're all everybody's really excited for each other because we all realize that your body type and your experience is different than mine and we all want to be safe, you know. And so that kind of unifying factor around just being safe. And so talk about I guess like the that's my perspective, but like the camaraderie, how would you characterize the kind of the camaraderie within the freediving community, both at the competitive level, but also just both, you know, um, what you see down in, in Florida, you know, day to day. 
Yeah, I'd say it is. I think there is a, it's a good sport. Um, you know, it's everyone roots for everyone. And, and certainly as you, you know, as you mentioned, it's, you know, everyone wants everything to be safe. And yeah. so I think that's, uh, um, you know, you see, you see that happening in the competitions and it is neat, right? It's neat to see people, you know, I mean, like I remember, you know, in competitions where I was, you know, at Deja Blue and, and I'm like trying to win and there are some guys that are new and they're, you know, they're right on my heels and I'm, Hey, well try, you should try my monofin. It's, you know, it's, it's better than the one you have if you want to try it and buy, it, you know, try it. So people, you know, helping stuff out yeah. and like in a way that, which is not normal right. in most like, you know, after, you know, in most competitions, it's like, Hey, you're competing against me. Why am I going to help you? Yeah. Um, but, but you know, people did that with me and so you kind of pay it forward and it's, it's, that's, I think that's kind of neat. Yeah, no, for sure. That's very cool. So then, here you are being competitive. You've got a like a, a national record. You're now um, on the world stage. I mean, you're the USA team captain. So then, at what point did you then focus more back on the business of creating your immersion freediving you know, training course and kind of left the competitive stuff a little bit beside and then went and really focused down on your training program? Well, it, it was pretty simple. I was trying to do two things. I was trying to be a competitive athlete. And I was trying to, you know, run and make and grow a business. Yeah. And I'm spending, you know, that's just basically all that means is I do two of those not near as good as I could. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right? And so as much as I like the competitive free diving, um, you know, it doesn't pay the bills. I, I enjoyed it. Um, but I was like, you know, I, I need to focus on making this business work. And then... I'm always obsessed with something. And then <laughs> the drive to grow that business, then the number on the Excel spreadsheet at the end of the year was yeah. just like the depth goal was when I was, right. you know, trying to do 70 meters and then 75 and then 80. So then it was, I started focusing on the business. And then what do you know, within like one year of like total focus, the business started doing well. Hmm. Right. You know, and so it, uh, so I mean, that was it. Um, you know, now I'm, excited about other you know parts of the business and you know the fact that i've you know got these other websites like freedivingsafety.com and all this other stuff and so now the like teaching the courses part of the business uh, it's like on autopilot and i'm like i'm not saying i'm bored with it i still love teaching but there's it's not much anymore to grow so yep. then it's like i gotta find the next thing and now it's the you know i'm doing these online courses and freediving safety and now i'm all obsessed about that i mean i've been filming i filmed you know two new videos today nice. to go on that website uh so that's where uh, kind of my head is now. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So talk about one thing that I, it struck me too is the online nature of what you're doing. Because um, you can grovel around until I actually went to your website and grovel around and look for free dive training and stuff like that. Like there's all kinds of different resources and materials out there, but yours is really structured and it's cool. And you, and you also then tie it to like, Hey, I have a boat and we have physical training you could do, but you also have a lot of online stuff. So how did you, was that sort of how you structured immersion freediving from the start? Was you really wanted to provide a lot of material online that could transit or translate then into the water aspect as well? Or how did you start, start with all the online stuff? No, that was, uh, that was relatively new. Uh, oddly enough, the, I would say that it came from uh, Ben Greenfeld. So Ben Greenfeld is a fitness guru, podcast guy. Mm -hmm. um, he's a uh, he hired me for a private course years ago, uh, several years ago, and you know he was kind of the one that was like, you know, you, your business is has no ability to expand. Yeah, 
at all, right? You can't like you know you're you're busy. He was talking about it reminded him of when he was a trainer and he was getting doing really good training, and then it was just like he, what's the next thing? Yeah, max right? out. And yeah. so you know he does he does the you know he's got all that. I mean, it's not like he's got this idea. I mean, tons of people do. Um, you know, offering educational stuff online and all this sort of stuff. So that was kind of it was always in the back of my head. And then, but I was just so busy. I, I was like, well, yeah, that's, I want to do that. And I. I mean, I talk, I ran my mouth about it. I was going to do it for years and yeah. people get so tired of hearing <laughs> me say, I'm going to make this equalizing course and they're going to, and I'm going to, they, they're going to equal, you know, they're just like, oh yeah, here Ted goes on that equalizing thing. <laughs> and so what happens is the kind of the, the most logical place for me to start was equalization. When free divers are new, uh, or let's say even it's not new, but being, it's very common for free divers and spear fishermen to say they struggle clearing their ears in the 15, 30 foot range. Yep. And they'll say, you know, yeah, I can clear my ears, but I have to, I have to turn my head up around. If I turn my head up, then I can clear no problem. Right. So they're like yo-yo in this crazy way down to get down to depth. Yeah. And so it's all because there's two main methods of equalization for free diving. One is called Valsalva. The other one is Frenzel. You free divers have to be doing frenzel if they want to be comfortable past 15, 30 feet. If they want to go straight down like mm. a laser, not at an angle or not turn around all this stuff. So, you know, so you have to teach them that. So what happened was, you know, I would have students and they would show up to class and I, you know, it's hard to teach people to equalize. And what yeah, happened is, yeah. is I've got four students and they can do it fine. This one student can't do it. And so then I'm spending an hour to try to teach this person. The other four are like, like twiddling their thumbs. Right. Going, What's, why are we wasting our time here? Stuff to do. And so I quickly, and then the student does it. They take my class and they only get, they fly out from, you know, wherever they fly in yeah. from they, past 15 feet. You know, doesn't matter how good a job I did. They're kind of right. like that. That's it. Sucks. Right. So then I started requiring that all of my students do a one-on-one Skype session with me. And I'm like, all right, look, they need to learn to do this beforehand, right? So after oh, a couple cool. years of teaching, I'm like, I, I, can, I can teach Frenzel now, but it just takes too much time in class. So then I would do Skype sessions. And so I've done over 500 of these one-on-ones. I've done with every student starting in 2011. Wow. And, and it's, you know, I'm saying the same thing <laughs> over and over and over. You know, I'm like, this is the dumbest waste of my time. There's got to be a better way to do it. So the first thing I did was I said the first 20 minutes of every Skype session is, is word for word the same. Yeah. I'm just explaining Valsalva versus you know, the, the things they need to know. And then after 20 minutes, then I start like actually giving them exercises to do. So at some point I'm like, all right, at least – Take that 20 minutes and make them watch that before I get to them. So then I'm like saving some time. And I was like, yeah, I was like, damn, I'm really smart. I was super excited about that. <laughs> and then it was like from then from then on, it's just a series of steps, right? For me, it's a flow chart. I could draw it on the – I've drawn it on the whiteboard. Um, and the idea is, is I would ask the students to do something and I, I, they're either going to say, yes, I can do it or no, they can't. Yep. If they can't, I know exactly why – they're having that issue. And so it, they just move along, you know, they get different information based on what problem they're having. So uh, ultimately cool. I'm like, I just need to put this all on video. So the idea is it's 14 videos and it's no different than if you're on me on Skype because at the end of each video, I'm going to give you a task. Yeah. And you're either going to 
And if you can do it, I'm going to say, if you can do that, I want you to watch video number four. If you can't do that, don't sweat. I've seen that problem hundreds of times. You need to watch video seven, and that's going to address why you're having that issue. So they kind of get navigated through the flow chart cool. uh, of how to do it. So that was basically the first you know, online course uh, that I did, and I loved it because you know the students watch it before they come to class, and they walk in the door, and they can frenzle. And I don't have to deal with it. I don't have to spend right. an session i don't have to you know after an 11 hour day spend an hour and a half with them at the dock trying to teach them how to do it uh so it's just been great and i now have i have free diving instructors from you know all different agencies that I, I have some free diving instructors that buy the product for me and they include it in their class as a as a you know add value yeah is that you're gonna you know get this training before you come to my class and and, and you know and the instructors love it because they don't have to deal with it right oh what a great idea so is that now I mean, it sounds like it's a key growing piece of immersion freediving for you is just continuing to generate. You said you did two videos today. And so you're like on a content development kind of kick, it sounds like, to keep building this out. Yeah. So like the, the so, you know, the thing that I'm absolutely the most proud of is, is it was it launched Thursday, right? It's freedivingsafety.com, right? So it's a standalone website, right? It's an online resource that is that is designed to give people you know, access to the, the basic uh, safe diving principles. Yeah. Um, it understand it teaches them what to do if someone has a lost motor drill, what to do if someone has a blackout. Wow. It dispels the myth of, yeah, but I, I don't, I don't push myself. I don't, uh, you know, I'm in tune with my body, right? It's got video footage of a spear fisherman actually blacking out underwater. You can see clear as day. He had no idea that anything's wrong. And I talked through the video and, and explained all this stuff. And, and the idea is that it's free, right? Cool. Is, so what I've, what I've known is, you know, I've been at it for 10 years and definitely with the spear fisherman. And what I hear all the time is, oh, yeah, dude, I would love to take one of those courses. But my boss, oh, my God, he's such a pain in the butt. Like, I can never get the time off. Yeah. Or I can't afford to take a course. Exactly. Right? So here's the deal. If you want to get better at free diving, just like anything, you have to pay an instructor and take the course and put the time in it. But if you want to learn to not kill yourself, like, I want to make that – if you're saying, I would like to, to learn these rules, I want to – have them. You should – you know, the industry – we, we should make that it's very readily accessible. Yeah. Um, and so what I'm excited about is, you know, I'm learning how to, you know, I've got my laundry room is turned into a you know studio now. That's also the immersion free diving classroom as well. Um, and so I, uh, you know, like I, I put the, the video up, you know, I've had 150 people sign up in it just since I launched it on Thursday. Nice. Um, and already I'm like, Oh man, I should have, uh, I need to add, what about, you know, the guys are asking questions about, yeah, but, you know, what about, if, you know, I, the biz is bad. I can't see the people. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And so then I added a section on that. And then just today I realized, well, I didn't talk about hyperventilation. So I need to talk about the risks of hyperventilation, what it is, explain yeah. the science behind it. So like, boom, I can, you know, do that. And so for me, I like it because it's so simple for me to add a video on hyperventilation and, and me to add a video, what happens if you're in bad water and no biz? Because I'm just regurgitating what I said in the classroom for 10 years. So it literally, <laughs> it's like one take. I just, the camera equipment's all set up. I just put my hat on, my shirt on, I press the record button, run my mouth for 10 minutes, go on Final Cut, edit it, upload it, and boom, now I just added a new lecture to the you know, to the, the free course. Yeah, this is amazing, man. And uh, I'll put a bunch of links in the show notes and everything. It's so cool because part of 
like I've been diving for, I don't know, like legitimately 10 years and not very If I have friends who are, who are trained and, but I still, you know, I know I do things wrong, the wrong way. And so I go, all right, yeah. let, me, let me go, let me go research. What, what should I, and I, but I, there was nowhere to start. It's like, well, do I start the physiology? If I understand the physiology, maybe I'll be able to understand where I'm at and what I shouldn't do. Oh, but let me see what this guy's doing. And what's really cool about this is it's a great, 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 like you said, if nothing else you're going to understand like how to be safe and then you can figure yeah. out how to get better, you know, and all the other like more physical in, in person type yeah. stuff. So yeah. And, a- and, and the idea is, and I say throughout the program, this is not a substitute for a course because yeah. you're going to learn how to the rescues. You're going to learn what a block, I mean, you're going to learn a lot of good stuff and you're, you're, I teach a simplified version of the blackout rescue. So it's very simple to do. Right. Uh, and, but you know, if you want to get, you know, if you take a class with any agency, you're going to get hands-on experience on, you know, how to do those rescues even better as opposed to just, you know, watching the videos. But it's a great start. I mean, I've already had, because I get, you know, the way it works is I can, people can comment on the videos and I can reply to them. I mean, I've probably had at least uh, over 10 people say that, you know, uh, one guy's like, I won't lobster, absolutely will never lobster by myself anymore. You know, one guy's like, I'm going to make all my buddies watch this before we go out. This uh-huh. They have to watch you know, I've had people say they've learned more about safety than when they actually took a free diving course. So yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I mean, you can tell I'm, I'm <laughs> I, but, uh, I mean, I, I looked at it. I mean, it's 150 students. I've, I, in essence, more people than will, that I will teach all year this year. Right. Have access information on how to not kill themselves. Right. That's like, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And you know, if you know about, you know, if you follow me on social media, whatever, I mean, I'm constantly running my mouth about safety. I mean, yeah. all the posts are, did you realize that most blackouts happen at the service after two or three breaths? Did you know? Did, and I'm, you know, I've been doing this for years trying to just constantly spit out safety information. So this seems like the logical extension for what I've been doing. Uh, it's just way better at it, way more efficient. Yeah, it's awesome, man. It's really cool. I mean, I'm going to sign up when we're done here. And one of the neat things too yep. is, uh, so I'm going to ask a question too then. So what would you recommend then for, so I have a bunch of kids like 13 ish who want to get into free diving now. And this is like, I'm looking at this going, Oh man, this is really cool. It's this nice thing they could do at home in the, before they want to come dive with me. It's like, Hey, let's all do this. And at least they kind of, you know, start, start developing their own knowledge. But do you think, I mean, what kind of age appropriateness would you say if you had kids that young and what do you find is effective, if at all, for kind of getting them up to speed on this kind of stuff? So there, you know, that's a, you can take a course at that age. Uh, um, uh, there are, uh, I don't know, where, where, where do you live? Uh, we're in, in Santa Cruz in California. Okay. So that area, I'm not a- as familiar, but I know, you know, there's their junior freediver courses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know here in Florida, uh, FI, uh, Florida freedivers, they do a lot of the junior courses. Um, so definitely they're, they're junior courses that they can take. And yeah, so there's, there's no reason they can't. Uh, and so some of them, they'll let you take a regular course, but you know, the, 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 the key is, is you want to get them on safe diving practices yeah. as early as possible. Right. Here's what I find. When I get the kids, they come to me and they've never, they don't know anything about free diving. They only know my way. Right. And they're just like, they're like, why would you do it any other way? Like, yeah. what is your mouth problem? But when I'm trying to, you know, when you got someone who's been doing it for 30 years and, you know, they're like, yeah, my buddy goes this way and I go that way. We're a buddy team. We're on the same reef. Yeah. And you're trying to get them to do otherwise. It's, I'm not, I mean, you, I've successfully got a lot of people to, but it's, it's so much harder yeah. To, yeah. To, to do it where it's like the, the, 
And, you know, there's a lot of flack from the you know guys that do it forever. I've been doing it this way forever. I've never had a problem. And, and you know, so, you know, one of the things I always say is, you know, that that's a that is a such a difficult argument for myself and every other freediving instructor. It comes down to <laughs> we're saying, look, you got to be in teams. You got to be watching your, you know, one up, one down. You got to be close enough to grab. And they're like, yeah, but and so I'm saying, so since you're not doing that, you're being unsafe. And they're like, okay, what is wrong with this guy? Are you not listening to the words coming out of right, my mouth? I've been right. doing this for 30 years. I've never <laughs> had a problem. And you can't sit there and tell me that I'm being unsafe. Yeah. And my point is safe, just because you doesn't haven't had a problem doesn't mean you're safe. Safety right. is, de- is defined by what happens when something goes wrong. So mm. that video that I have in freediving safety comes from a spear fisherman with 30 years of experience. He had never had a hypoxic issue. He was he was he blacked out. He was doing on a fifty foot dive, which is the depth that he always dives at. Yeah. He did seven dives to fifty feet right before that, and then just a fifty foot dive. Nothing went wrong. Boom! He blacks out ten feet from the surface. It's wow. clear as day. He had zero idea that anything was wrong. And then you see him sinking down to the bottom because he's grossly overweighted, like most people are. Right. So my friend Ren Chapman from Evolve Free Diving, he's an instructor. Grabbed him, knows what to do. It was a non-issue because. He's there, knows what to do, and he's fine. Um, and so what I always like to – when I show that video, I say, look, show me the point in that video where you saw that guy ask for help. Yeah. Was, uh, oh, he did. And I'm like, yeah, because he had no idea that anything <laughs> yeah. that's physics works. Partial pressure drops extremely rapidly at the last 15 feet of the surface. So everyone says, Ted, I appreciate all the safety stuff, but I know my limits and I don't push myself. I just come up before I black out. The reality is if – you came up from a dive where you're going to black out. Under most circumstances, you would know nothing's wrong. Right. So when you say you don't push yourself and you know your limits, is bunk. It's it, huh. that argument is always correct until you're dead. Yes, it, the way that argument works. So right. that's why they're always like, "But I'm right." And I'm like, "Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I hope you say that way." And so it's 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 very difficult to when the when the culture is the opposite of everything that I'm saying. Yes. But I will also tell you that there is not, there's three basic rules in that course. And there is not a free diving fatality from blackout that would not be immediately would not happen if they just followed those three simple rules. Right. Right. Yeah, that's right? cool. And there's a section, right. And I have articles that are from Spearing magazine. Uh, cause I've written articles for Spearing magazine since 2000, 13, I think I started. Yeah. Um, and so I have included two articles in there on how to integrate like what I'm talking about with how to make it work from spearfishing. Yeah, that's cool. I saw that, how to dive in teams or how to hunt in teams. I was looking at that one. And that's something I was just doing this on Wednesday, actually, because I'm, I'm guilty too. And I, I'll, I'll say yeah. this, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm with a buddy we're on the reef and I see his head over there and I'm diving over here and, oh, okay, there he is. And if I, oh yeah, there he is. But like, it's not yeah. one up, one down. And when you start doing that, it's interesting because for me, it's so much more enjoyable actually when you see somebody else. Cause I like to see how somebody else does it, whether I pick up on their techniques or agree or not. It's just neat to, to watch that person in their depth and how they're creeping around looking for fish. And I think it's more enjoyable when you actually do make it a priority to be close to your buddy and actually do one up, one down. You know, there's a lot more kind of benefits than just like, oh man, I got to wait for this guy. Where's he at? You know, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So there's, so, so Jeremy Gamble, he's owner of Spearing Magazine. He did a, you know, course with me and, you know, he was like, like typical spear fisherman, you know, he thought he was safe, took the course, realized, holy crap, I'm not safe at all. I wouldn't, you know, have no ability to help anyone if anything happened. Yep. And so he started implementing uh, what he learned in my class with the spear fishing. And so, 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 one thing, well, actually, I'll start with the most important one. 
he is like, he's like, let me be clear. He goes, we put more dead fish in the cooler hunting as a three person cooperative team. Hmm. What we used to do is we jump in the water with three people trying to outshoot each other. Right. Right. Because right. that's what happens is, is the competitive nature. The spear vision gets in the water. And it's like, all right, I know this spot, this area right here. This is where all the big fish are. All right. You go way the hell over there where all the tiny fish are. Yeah. This spot right here is mine. Right. I know the spot. And so <laughs> the competitiveness of it just breeds absolutely no safety. Right. So here's one of the things, actually, I'm going to add this into the course probably tomorrow. Um, is here are three, this is something I use in every class. Here are three examples of how having a buddy will make it more likely that the fish will land than if you're by yourself. And the hmm. spear fisherman has, has experienced all three of these issues. Issue number one, you put a shot on a fish, tears off. If you are by yourself, or when I say by yourself, I mean your buddy's around but not paying any attention, right? right? Um, you're going to go to the surface and here's what's going through your head. You're like, I got to get a second shaft from this fish as quickly as possible because either he's gonna, I'm going to lose him or a shark's going to come get him. Right. So you hit the surface and you're basically forced to – yeah, to hyperventilate, which increases the risk of you blacking out and to go down and put a second shaft in this fish. So the question is, and your bottom time is going to be short because you're going to be trying to get down as quick as possible and you're breathing in such a way that's going to increase the risk of your blackout. Or you've got Jeremy Gamble sitting at the surface ready to go get the fish. Yeah. What is more likely that that fish is going to end up in the cooler? Well, obviously, right. if there's someone there who's rested up. Now, that's why he does three person buddy team. Hmm. So when Jeremy comes up, there's a buddy that's watching him because if there's only a two person team, that buddy can't go put a shaft in that fish. He's got to watch you come up and right. going to watch you for at least 30 seconds to make sure you're not going to black out. But when you got a third guy, so all Jeremy does when he puts a bad shot on a fish, well, he doesn't put bad shots. If it tears, <laughs> right? <laughs> but the idea is he comes up to the service and literally all he does is he puts two fingers out as in the number two. Hmm. And that means that third guy knows second shot or second shaft. And so he just peels off and goes and gets it. All right. So that's example number one. Yeah. Example number two, you're on the bottom, you're cruising along, you're out of breath, you start to come up and you know, you take five, six kicks off the bottom and then you see the mutton snapper Yeah, and you're like, yeah, but you, you got to go up, right? So you hit the surface, <laughs> if you're by yourself, we know the deal. You're going to be tending to hyperventilate. Yep. You're going to try to go back down. And I said mutton snapper, not hogfish, right? So like actually, you, you, <laughs> you know, you, it, you can't sprint at a mutton snapper trying to – because you got no breath hold trying to put a shaft in that thing, yeah. right? You need to be calm. You need to be – so the idea is you're going to try to go up to the surface by yourself, hyperventilate, try to get down there as fast as possible. Or because you're actually hunting in a team, it doesn't matter if you get it or he gets it because you're a team. You say, Bob, right where I was past that curl head, there's a mutton snapper. Go get it. Yep. So this is a complete shift in mentality because now you're actually hunting as a team and it doesn't matter if you get it or Bob gets it as long as it gets in the cooler. Yeah. Because also now you're sharing the fish at the end of the trip. I had a student. He was like, you're goddamn communist. Share the fish. That's my <laughs> fish, right? I'm not sharing it with anyone, right? So certainly you can do it that way. But when you start to look at the benefits of what yeah, happens when yeah. of you hunt together and you back to dock and everyone gets fish, right? And then the last one, super quick, is the the fish is rocked up, right? Yep. You're in the Bahamas, you got a grouper rocked up, right? You know, you know there's sharks around, right? Every I'm sure every spearfisher you know, knows this one. Like you go down, you're trying to get it, and you can't get out, and you come up, and each time you go back down, you get less and less time, yeah, right? Because you're getting more and more winded, and if so, you've got multiple people, you've got that, and if you've got multiple people, if it goes out the back door, someone sees it, right? And they see actually where it went. 
Um, I've got a great video that I'm going to include in the safety course from CJ Duffy. He's the founder of Neuretic Pulse Beer. And mm. there's a video of like four guys, one up, this fish is rocked up and they're one up, one down. They have constant pressure trying to get this fish down. They're like 50 foot, but there's never someone, there's yeah. always someone right there trying to work it, right? The next right. one comes in, taps out. And the final guy gets the fish, I think it's CJ, if I remember correctly, and he's not doing good on the way up. So he immediately passes the fish off. Right, so someone else grabbed. Why does why does why why do you need to do the work? Is there someone right there? So yeah. he passes the fish off. Cool. As soon as he hits the surface, n- you know, not all the way there. Slight loss of motor control. Oh, there man. are three people grab him, keep his head out of the water. And then two seconds later, everyone's high fiving. Yeah. You know, because they got the fish and CJ's fine. That's awesome. Right? And so it's like you know they would say you can't hunt in teams. Now if you if you were willing to change, you could. Yep. Right. You That's know, right. in most circumstances, in most circumstances, if you now you can't do things just the way you were doing them in hunting teams, <laughs> but right. you have to change. And so, what I just love is, you know, there's more and more people that are doing it correctly. There's still people that don't, and that's you know, I'm not the die police. Die however you want. Um, but uh, it's it's cool to see it that start to change. Like another yeah. thing, Jeremy says. He says, if I was, he goes, if six years ago I went on a spearfishing trip and I said, hey, when I hit the service, you got to be right next to me, keeping an eye on me for 30 seconds. He's like, they didn't, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Right. And now it's like, if you don't do that, you're not allowed ever to die with me again. Right. Right. No, that's right? cool. And, and it's kind of like, you know, and so it's neat because the, the, the industry, the industry, the people are starting to, to self-regulate they're starting That's to right. do it themselves it's infinitely more powerful than me and all the other freediver instructors running around because i mean hell i can only teach you know a hundred something people a year yeah you know but when the industry starts doing it themselves which i love um you know i have people come to my class like why are you here because they won't die with me anymore they said i have to take your class yeah yeah because i'm not safe Right, right. Well, that's what I, I think there's such the strong value what you're doing with freedivingsafety.com, but also just how you interact with your students is just the awareness part is like, again, you, you mentioned it multiple times. It's like a guy who's been diving for 20 years, 30 years. And yeah, he hears about the guy, other people drowning in shallow water blackout because, but I'm safe because he just doesn't know sort of how he's not being safe. And so by you having this site, and the free diving instruction, as you mentioned, isn't everybody can't maybe pull it off because of the time, as you mentioned, the cost. But here's something online, and there just hasn't been a lot of resources that really spread the awareness of understanding. Oh, geez, yeah, what I was doing was not pretty smart. I think I'm really lucky I'm still here after having done all these different things. But now I get it, and as you said, it's starting to self-regulate. You know, uh, so huge value in what you're doing, man. So I really thank you for that for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited about it, but I mean, it's like you know, I always, I always, it's like I'm not making the numbers up. There are 50 to 75 fatalities yeah. per year in the U.S. from this. Yep. Right. Yep. Like it's like it's just, it's worth your time to figure out how not kill yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. So freedivingsafety.com. You just launched last week. You have 150 people plus. I imagine that it's got that number is going to grow uh, rapidly. So where do you see this going? Uh, Ted, with the free diving safety, do you have longer term plans for this thing, or what do you what are you thinking? Uh, no, I mean, I just want to, you know, from now it's just a matter of, you know, so I've got, you know, I get, uh, I've got fifteen industry sponsors, 
Uh, and basically, I make the best pitch ever. I'm like, all I'm saying is to be a sponsor. Because as soon as they sponsor, they're like, oh, my God, this guy's asking for money. I'm like, no, 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 no. no all it means <laughs> to be a sponsor is you have to make a post on Facebook and Instagram yep. helping promote the thing. And then what I'm going to do in return is I'll put your logo on the front page of my website. And what I love about freedivingsafety.com is it's got a quiz, right? And so it's uh, I'm motivating people to take the quiz because if you get the quiz, then you get an email with discounts from some of the sponsors, right? Oh, like cool. Divers Direct, for instance, they give $20 off any order of $100. Again, at Dive Company, Neuretic. Uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting people that are getting mad at me. Um, but, you know, I've got all these sponsors that are yep. giving discounts, if not to anyone, only the people that pass the test. Yeah, that's right? cool. Because it's it's set, so they do it. So I always, you know, I feel a little disappointed that, like, I just, I just, I just know from doing this for 10 years that people aren't as interested in learning how to not kill themselves as they should be in my opinion. So I'm trying to bribe them <laughs> with discounts so that they, <laughs> they learn. <laughs> uh, that's going to, that's going to help for sure, man. I tell you, if everybody takes like, likes the bribes, like some, some good discounts, I'm looking at all the, the all the featured partners and it's really cool. I really like the yoga for free diving. I'm going to have to check that one out too. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Ted, this has been awesome, man. So freedivingsafety.com, we'll put links in the show notes as well as for immersion free diving. And then, uh, man, I don't know, man, any final kind of thought, Thoughts on just, uh, you know, your ocean life, I guess, in general, if you kind of had to summarize all the cool things you've been doing and sharing with others, I mean, kind of, you know, how would you kind of summarize what you've been up to up, up until today? What I mean, free diving, free diving is a, is an awesome sport, right? It's, it's, you know, you look at its growth. I mean, we're on exponential growth, you know, compared to scuba, which is, yeah. you know, unfortunately slowly kind of working its way down yep. and, I know I taught scuba and I taught freediving. And when I teach a scuba course at the end of the course, like, wow, man, Ted, that was so cool. You know, you opened up the underwater world to us. And next time we go on vacation, we're going to scuba dive and they shake my hand and they walk away. When they take a freediving course, yeah. they won't shut up about it. Yeah. Right? They're like, oh my God, that was incredible. <laughs> like I could only hold it for 30 seconds. And I did you know, my breath for three minutes. And, you know, and I went down to 60 feet or a hundred feet and they just, they won't shut up about the course. Yeah. They won't shut up about freediving they want to go there you know they're junkies it's uh it's a it's a cool sport it's a it's a very cool feeling to you know to be out there to be underwater and you know it's just there's something to it because it is yeah. taken off like crazy and it ain't a fad yeah right i remember you know seven eight years, it's like paddle i'm like you know i'm not that i'm they don't about paddleboarding but what it, it, yeah. it's not go, it, it's going right yeah now right. every major scuba agency is yeah. actively teaching free diving yep. right patty teaches free diving now ssi they all teach free diving yeah because it ain't going anywhere so definitely my my suggestion is if you're a water person if you're listening to the show you must be a water person give it a try and yeah. absolutely the best way to get involved is go take a course, right? Yep. Go take an in-person course. You're gonna, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna put you on the curve really fast yep. instead of trying to do everything on your own. Yeah, yeah, and way more safer too. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yep. Well, Ted, thank you so much, man. This is very cool. A lot of good information. Uh, I'm super excited, and I'm gonna sign up for freedivingsafety.com and start blazing through these courses. I'm gonna have my kids also do it too, man. So I would really, really thank you for putting so much effort into safety and spreading awareness of safety and freediving, but also making these resources available to us all, man. So really appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. It's like I always tell everyone, it's my job. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for spending time today and uh, really appreciate it. And uh, we'll be we'll be tracking you and uh, maybe check back in as you launch your next big obsess obsessive uh, project that's sure to be here in the future at some point. <laughs>
All right. Well, I, I will certainly tell you about it and, and it's coming. <laughs> Great. Right on, Ted. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks. Hey there. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. We really appreciate all the support. Uh, if you like what you heard, uh, please, you know, uh, hype us up on social media. Always appreciate, you know, spreading the word. Uh, give us a nice little rating on the, uh, your podcast app and uh, just keep tuning in. If you're interested in being on the show and sharing some of your life stories, uh, hit me up, Josh at thisoceanlife.tv. You can PM me uh, on uh, Facebook or Instagram. Anyway, thanks again for being here and uh, have a great day.